truck and hit the road Our land is our home Welcome back, Arlanders, and we are releasing an episode on Saturday. Yeah, kind of weird, but sometimes, you know, life gets busy and uh, releasing an episode on the weekend is what it takes to get this done. Today, actually, we have a really good episode with our buddy Kingston. Uh, Kingston is on the road full time, so he was able to catch a little bit of time with with our with our guest today and and sit down with him and, and go over some similarities or different interests in the outdoors. So today we have Matt Schwartz. Matt Schwartz is a senior editor over at Exhibition Portal, which most of us have probably heard before. If you haven't checked them out, I would definitely recommend doing so. They have a lot of similarities regarding builds and uh, the current trucks they're driving. Um, but there are also a lot of uh, interesting points that I've never thought about, like paragliding. So let's get into it. And uh, thank you so much, Matt, for taking the time, hopping on the podcast. Let's get into it. It is both the same company, right? It or is, is it? It is both. So our, our company, I guess, technically is Overland International. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And that's like our, our overarching publishing company. Yes. And then within that, we've got Overland Journal. So that's yeah. our print magazine. We do that five times a year. We have Expedition Portal, which is... Um, you know, like timely news related stuff for the overland space. Um, you know, we do some adventure stories. We do a lot of gear stuff, um, things like that. We also have a forum on the website, which mm-hmm. not as well. Actually, I think a lot of people do know about it. I, I think so. A lot of active users. On yeah. It. So it's I'm like, more active on that forum than any yeah. other. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, I mean, like sometimes when I'm searching for truck related stuff on Google, like it leads me back there. Yeah. So it's like, I should just start my search there. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean like, uh, to me, like outsider, I guess, mm-hmm. um, uh, t- to me, Overland journal expedition portal, like are like the kind of like, I don't know what you call it. Legacy overland kind of things to me yeah. just cause they've been around for a minute and like, there is a lot of information on that forum. There is. Um, so it's a good resource. Yeah. So yeah, I think, uh, know. I think this year, was 16 years for us holy yeah okay yeah. yeah so yeah that's true then you have been around for a minute it's a while i mean yeah. i'm you know i i haven't been with them for yeah yeah years. so so right now I, my title there is senior editor mm-hmm. um and i've been working with them for about two and a half years okay. um and yeah it's been fun so then what did you do beforehand so um Man, I have like this weird employment history. <laughs> um, you want like the full story or like what was I guess I doing like yeah, like how did it lead to working at uh, the magazine? That's that's a that's a good kind of context. So yeah, um, my my partner Amanda and I um, have have lived full time on the road for kind of on and off. So mm. um, our first vehicle that we lived in was a 1964 Clark Cortez RV which is like this really weird, obscure RV. It was yeah. made by the Clark Forklift Company. Oh, um, wow. I yeah. didn't realize they did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so weird. It was like, it was one of the first RVs, really, first American-made RVs. Oh. Um, it had a Chrysler Slant 6 engine in it, which oh. is like super common. There were yeah. like millions of them made. You know, they manufactured them up through the 80s. Like, oh, they shit. were putting them in like farm equipment and stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like a bullet. It's universal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were in the duster. Um, like Nice, yeah. Dart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, in that RV, it wasn't much of a like hot rod engine. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's like 150 horsepower, and the RV weighed like seven and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. So, 
not very fast, but yeah. reliable. Um, oh yeah, and easy to fix probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so yeah. So we were living in the RV, and um, we weren't we weren't working that much at the time. We lived lived in the RV for three years. Um, we were kind of doing some freelance stuff, and like always on the lookout. We we're like trying to make the remote working thing work. Yeah. On the road, and um, so we did a, like a variety of things over the years, and. One of the things that, that was the most fun, I think, that we did um, was we uh, organized two events. So in 2018 and 2019, we uh, ran this thing that we called the Teton Valley Van Life Gathering. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and so that was kind of a collaboration with Van Life Diaries. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I'm, I, I am familiar with the name, but sure. I don't know much about it. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Kind of, it's like a big social media account um, oh, okay, that's gotcha. focused on van life content. Um, and it was started by... Um, a few people, uh, uh-huh. a couple guys in Australia, and um, uh, someone that we met in North America, Kathleen, um, who is just a really sweet, awesome person. And I remember we were kind of like living on the road and finding it a little tough to find that kind of community that we were hoping that yeah. we would connect with. And um, so we reached out to Kathleen because Van Life Diaries had an event series, and we were like, how would you guys feel about us like running an event? And they're, you know, we're totally like, total random people at that point so yeah like, um okay that could be cool sure, yeah but like let us figure out who you are first yeah know? yeah and so we got to know them and um john johnny and jared are the two guys in australia and kathleen and um you know they're all wonderful people and so they kind of put their faith in us they're like okay like, let's do this yeah so we organized the event in 2018 um we rented out a private horse ranch in victor idaho oh uh, cool yeah on the idaho side of the tetons yeah and we brought in some live music and we did a bunch of brand partnerships um to kind of subsidize it and we sold about 100 tickets oh cool yeah i mean that's pretty good turnout for a first event it was awesome (laughs) yeah it was really fun yeah Um, you know we kind of had like the the like the audience of van life diaries which was helpful to get the word out yeah um yeah so we had about 100 people show up and so we spent you know three days at this horse ranch hanging out and we had like some seminars and some like group kind of uh discussions around you know living on the road yeah like kind of um yeah lifestyle discussions yeah, i guess kind of like the stuff that we do here at overland expo you know like yeah we did some skill stuff some kind of more like mental health stuff just like anything that we thought could be helpful for people who are traveling full time. sure yeah we had a big catered meal for everyone and we oh had, cool like, bonfires every night and just like a real good event to meet people at you yeah because it was it was a lot of full-time travelers who showed up to it um and so uh, one of the connections that we made at that event was uh, Chris uh, Cordes, who's yeah. the former editor um, of Expedition Portal and, yeah. and, and Overland Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still a contributor. You know, he works for Onyx now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you still see his stuff on the website and in the magazine now and again. Um, and Chris is just an awesome guy. He's super nice. Yeah, he's knowledgeable. Very, very nice yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah. Um, so we kind of hit it off and uh we also i'm now i'm like second guessing myself it's like did i meet him there or um i th- i think he was there we met him on the road anyway it's like jump forward a little bit and um we were chris um and uh his fiance Brittany uh were at um uh, a meetup that we we're at in the santa barbara area oh okay and i was shooting a bunch of video for the event i was kind of putting together like a little kind of like what is van life about kind of thing like okay yeah and um so i interviewed them he's living in an airstream at the time and uh which is funny because i am 
now in an airstream. I am like basically doing his job now, and I'm living in an airstream now. So swapped lives. Yeah, pretty weird. But um, yeah, I interviewed uh, him and Brittany, uh, and you know we just kind of hit it off, and you know like you said, like you know he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, I remember him being like, oh, if you ever want to contribute to the magazine or the website, you know, like we're always looking for people that kind of know the space and yeah. have interesting stuff to write about. So I started doing like some little one-off like gear pieces. Like we, in the magazine, we have, um, a column called field tested. So it's usually like a half page or one page, just kind of like hands-on gear test. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, I think he did one of, uh, the one that stands out to me at least. I'm not sure. Maybe I don't Chris maybe might have done it, but the awning one, okay, the yep. two seventy awnings, and it's sure. like, and then I, I yeah, and then I asked a bunch of questions on top, but right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like back like a year and a half ago or so. So yeah, okay, yeah, that stuff's super useful though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, uh, uh, ex, well, I mean, yeah, Expert Portal is a source of you know information, Definitely. and that that is easily accessible. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's pretty rad. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I always love hearing like people who have find the information that we produce useful you know yeah because that's a goal right? yeah yeah it's like and in in um the, a lot of the users i feel like are are, are veteran mm -hmm. like uh or at least there's are there are some on there yeah and like even me so i like recently we're, we were trying to figure out how to get to iceland in in this truck yep and uh and i just asked on there and i got a lot of useful information that's and great it, and it's and it it's as simple as that yeah. you just ask yeah. a question and and sometimes you'll get a weird answer and sometimes you get useful information of but that's you know the internet yeah that's the internet though <laughs> but you just take the useful stuff and then leave the other stuff behind so yep, yep. yeah cool yeah. well yeah so that was kind of how the door was open uh for me which was uh which was really fun and um so let's jump forward a little bit more yeah uh, so we we lived in the camper for three years and we wanted a break so we moved to denver uh we lived in denver for a year and a half and so i was actually just doing some retail work for Patagonia at the Denver store. Like I was there when they transitioned into their, their new space in Rhino, which was really fun. And, oh, cool. um, you know, like with my kind of background in photography and media and social, I was like eager to do more. And sure, so yeah. I started doing social for the store, um, oh, which cool. was kind of fun. Um, and I had ambitions of, you know, getting a full-time gig with Patagonia, like corporate. Um, like I really wanted to go and, you know, contribute in some way to their photography program you know because it's like incredible like i mean yeah like who wouldn't yeah. well if you're in outdoor space I exactly guess. Yeah. yeah it's like i can't think of many other like higher quality yeah. photography thing like getting the patagonia catalog for me was always like yeah look at the photography because oh, yeah. it's all beautiful it's amazing yeah. it's like well for me the top tier photographer status was nat geo of course yeah. So, I yep. mean, I'm sure it still is for most people. But yeah, I think so, yeah, too. It's like, yeah, but, you know, those, yep. those things are up there. Yeah. Patagonia is nice because it's like the blending of outdoor rec, you know, it's a little bit. And that like, and life, like it's like lifestyle, but totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, like I'm, you know, I used to climb a lot and oh, I okay, paraglide yeah. now and this, any of that outdoor sports stuff like just sure. is my thing. Yeah. But anyway, COVID happened and like I got laid off from Patagonia <laughs> and, uh, so I was in Denver and I'm like, well, I got to figure something out. And, uh, expedition portal was still there and it was like just this perfect timing where they were looking for more content. Um, and so, you know, I talked with our publisher, Scott and he was like, yeah, you know, 
we've really appreciated the stuff you've contributed. And if you want to write more, and I was like, well, funny thing, you should mention that I just got laid off and I'm looking for more work. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of how it got started. Yeah, yeah. Just freelance contributing. And then it's been two and a half years now and I'm staff at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it was exhibition portal or yeah, the, the company in Denver originally. No, so they're uh, based in Prescott. Oh, okay. And, That's what um, I thought. Yeah, and to my knowledge, they've always been there. I'm okay. I'm pretty sure they've always been there. Gotcha, gotcha. Because um, there's a pretty good, like, Overland community, as you know, there. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially some, like, the it's, shops, you know, you've got, like, Summit is there, and AT, and Turn, yeah. and, um, like, yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's yeah, quite, quite a bit of, yeah, Overland industry right there. It's yeah. like Portland with outdoor yeah. industry, like, yeah, like Columbia and all that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cool. So, uh, so yeah. Um, but so yeah, I was remote like from the start with them. Yeah. 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 Um, which was cool. Cause it was funny. It was like, I always was looking for remote work when I was living on the road yeah. and it took me like moving to an apartment and being stationary to find that remote work. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. It's always like the, always the opposite really. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> well, it's a weird, uh, analogy, but like when I, when I was, I was single and I was totally fine with it. And then I met my wife <laughs> and I was like, well, all right, we're going this route then. <laughs> yeah. Some of these things you can't really plan for, no, you know, you just totally... have to like remain open-minded yes. and kind of like, let it, co- let it come. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything happens for a reason for yeah. the most part. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you're plugging away, we're at Expo, you're doing all your, yeah, you're doing all your media stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, and, uh, kind of touched on it you so you live it you live in airstream um and uh 2500 uh pulling that airstream but you are going to go back to stationary lifestyle uh here soon right yeah and then, uh and then that's gonna uh you said boulder so yep. um so is, is that a welcome change like i know that your your wife or partner uh got an awesome job i'm like to make that change so yeah yeah um it it is a welcome change so yeah. we've been in the airstream for about a year um, okay and it's been great you know yeah. like we love living on the road like, yeah yeah um it's really fun but um there's some elements of kind of more conventional life that are great too sure um and i kind of thrive on change so like i'm excited you know yeah. like anytime there's like a big change where you mix things up like that is like what's exciting to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, like you mentioned, she got this really awesome opportunity to work with a, a new startup that's kind of in the travel um, vehicle space. Yeah. Um, and she was really psyched about it. And we've kind of been talking about wanting to maybe figure out like owning some property or a house oh, at yeah, some yeah. point. Yeah. And so this feels like really a good way to kind of segue towards that. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've lived in Colorado previously. I used to live in Nederland, which is like 20 miles west of Boulder. Yeah. Um, and I worked in Boulder. And so yeah, yeah. we have a good like friend network there. It's where we learned to paraglide. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We have family there. So cool. I'm, I'm really looking yeah, forward to it's it. It's an easy move. Yeah. It's not like part. it's not like moving somewhere new where we don't know anyone. It's yeah. like we have a network there and, you know. Yeah. I think that's like uh, while we're on the road, we're looking for these places to possibly live, you know, like yep. like like you, like if something comes up, we'll make the change. I'm not against any of that. Um, and there's no shame in quitting in the six months or a year or, or freaking even three years, but it's just however it works out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, the one thing that I don't like about, uh, the whole thing is like possibly finding something we love, but we have absolutely no connection to. Sure. Cause that's like kind of scary. Cause it's like, 
as an adult, it's already hard enough to make friends, yeah. right? So yep. it's like, then you're on this all new area. And so, but, uh, you know, like uh, the overlanding community is everywhere. So there's right. always that. And then, yeah. So, but Dem- or, I mean, Colorado in general is a great state. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to do. Yeah. I don't think Boulder will be the permanent spot there. Um, yeah. Mostly because it's just like outrageously unaffordable. Well, yeah. If you, are you trying to, so when you say land, are you saying like, um, land away from town or like, or like a place that, you know what I mean? Like, do you want like a lot of land or not a lot of land, just somewhere that's probably not like an urban area where yeah. we can go and park the trailer and not have HOAs to re- like worry about. Okay. You know, so like o- kinda... outside of a town, yeah, like, maybe, yeah. maybe build a house there. Although the prospect of building right now, like I've talked to some people who have gone through that like yeah. during COVID and with the supply chain stuff. Yeah. And it's, I, uh, yeah. It's up I don't there know. In price. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's slow too. It's like hard to find builders, you know, it's like they're in, they're in high demand and short supply. And yeah. So re- realistically, we're probably looking more at purchasing a house at some point, but yeah, yeah. we've got our eyes on Salida, Colorado, like Salida, Salida, Buena Vista, the Arkansas river Valley, that area. Okay. Um, it's still expensive like everywhere is right now oh, like there's sure. really nowhere that's like cheap um, yeah but that area is great because you have the river so you've got fly fishing you've got uh, you know stuff on the river yeah it's right by the wasatch range in colorado okay. which is the highest concentration of 14ers in the state i think there's like 15 or 14 or 15 peaks over 14,000 feet in that range and it's really? right there yeah oh wow I didn't even um, that. yeah and there's wow. some there's some world-class paragliding there there's rock climbing there yeah, and it's yeah. like nice and centrally located and yeah. you can still still get back to denver in like three hours so That's not terrible yeah not terrible yeah um so yeah so you mentioned paraglide a couple times i yeah. would never do it but it looks kind of fun <laughs> yeah yeah um so it's it's uh motorized like fan or like how does it so that technically work i guess or yeah. is that something else no well that you're you're right that is technically part of paragliding so okay. a paraglider is like a soft wing right so it, oh. it like folds up and fits in a backpack oh okay yeah okay. so like a lot of people uh, just to kind of break it down really quick some people will say parasailing parasailing is like when you're getting pulled behind a boat like on a tether and yeah. you're not controlling the canopy you know, that's, oh. that's like a parachute. That's just that's like being dragged through the wind. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And yeah. I imagine that's probably pretty fun if you've never flown before. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's parasailing. So that's okay. not what we do. Even okay. though we have this fun sticker that says, I love parasailing on our <laughs> RV because yeah. everyone always thinks it's parasailing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then hang gliding is like a V shaped wing. Yeah. And that has the bar. Yep. It has yeah. a rigid, a rigid frame. It's got a bar that you kind of hang on to and you're in like a Superman position flying. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like the OG free flight thing. I mean, okay. Hang gliders were around before paragliders. Um, it's kind of crazy. Like if you dig into the history of hang gliding and paragliding, cause like when people started doing this, like there were no manufacturers so people were literally like oh, making them out Make- of like <laughs> conduit and like plastic sheeting holy crap and then just like hucking themselves off mountains and stuff there that can't be the that can't that, a there lot, must have been a lot of dead people a lot of people died yeah not to make light of it but like it's yeah, kind of crazy wow. you know it really i mean pioneers for sure yeah i mean holy. like you know creating yeah. free flight uh yeah and so paragliding is kind of like i said it's a soft wing it yeah. folds up it fits in a backpack um, you sit in a harness that's suspended underneath by a bunch of lines. Yep. Um, you can have a fan that's called powered paragliding. Oh, yep. okay. Or paramotoring. Paramotoring. Yep. Yes. Yes. So and those can be on trikes. 
you know they can be mounted on a thing oh, that's okay. like a bicycle but yeah, you yeah. still have a soft wing yeah 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 um, and but we don't do the powered version yet, oh okay yet, okay i guess i would say so just to clear it uh the people like x overland does mm-hmm. the power one uh i think so yeah or yeah the, like the powered uh, fan yep. yeah because that's not really the only other i mean youtube stuff i've seen okay um, for the most part so yeah. yep um and that was quite i think that was a while ago but sure. anyways yeah um it's like a little two-stroke motor on the back of your yeah it's yeah. like a 50 pound setup backpack that you wear and you've got a little throttle in your hand yes yeah yep. yeah and so okay. you have to inflate the wing and manipulate the throttle kind of together but the cool thing about that is you can take off from flat ground generally in calm wind and then you can kind of go anywhere yeah and you kind of, it lifts you up right yeah right gotcha yeah so where you so what you have to do is find a high point right and run right exactly <laughs> yeah usually we're driving up to like you know some mountain or hill somewhere or hiking we often hike too oh, okay. um and then yeah you take your wing out you set it all up you pull on some of the lines to kind of allow air to blow into the leading edge which is yeah open. so it, it catches right and yeah. it inflates and yeah. it kind of gives it structure and then it comes up over your head and you control it and then you turn and then you run oh okay okay yep gotcha yep yeah because i've always uh uh like well so what uh when you get to like an altitude or whatever it's called um so do you can you go up like up and down in altitude you can oh you can that's like the magic of it yeah because like um i mean you know you've seen a hawk circling in the air before yeah, right yeah. where it's not flapping its wings yeah so it's basically finding rising warm air which is like what we call a thermal oh okay right so the a thermal like if you've ever seen a dust devil yeah, that's yeah. basically like a thermal releasing from the ground. So like oh, hot okay. air pools on the ground and then a disturbance of some sort will kind of trigger it to start rising Yeah, yeah. and it will release and it will kind of turn into like a funnel shape mm-hmm. and go up into the air. And so we're flying out from the mountain and finding that rising air yeah. current and then you get in it and you start turning and you go up with it. Oh, wow. So that's how you go up. Gotcha. And I mean, it's like magical because you do it that's without a motor. Wild. So it's like silent. Yeah. You know? Wow. And, so wild. And it's crazy. I mean, people have like 9, 10, 11 hour flights without a motor. What? Yep. Yeah. Hundreds of miles. Now, these are like more like elite pilots that are well, having flights yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, like at the top of their sure. game kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. It's wild. So you can like tra- travel. Yeah. There's Ooh. like a, di- a division of paragliding that's called Volbiv. And okay. it's like basically carrying an ultralight backpacking kit in your harness. Yeah. And so like you'll hike up. You'll take off, you'll fly somewhere, and top land on, like a mountain or on another mountain. Oh, shit. Camp, do it the next day. There's an awesome documentary you should watch called, I think it's called the Monarca Expedition. Okay. And it's this paragliding pilot who flew from Mexico to Canada. What? Yeah. Not in one shot. It took yeah. him, like, months. Yeah. But he had his whole kit, and he did it all under his own power. So hiking and flying the paraglider. That is amazing. And his inspiration was to follow the monarch butterfly migration from Mexico. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's cool. It's super cool. It's definitely worth a watch if you've never seen it. Because, like, we tend to see, like, kind of the extreme version of paragliding. Yeah, sure. But, like, more like the power the, the paramotoring like you'll see people doing like crazy yeah, stuff on yeah. red bull and you'll also see like a lot of speed flying on red bull tv that kind yeah. of stuff where people have like skis or they're shooting down these like narrow you know gullies and like stuff with the uh the squirrel suits that would be that's like wingsuiting yeah that's something so else, it's a little different yeah yeah, yeah yeah but speed wings are like but much I, smaller and and they do like 
full on like Barrel full rolls. rotations and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a video recently of that, and I was just like, "Y'all nuts." That stuff is. I can't cool. imagine. I cannot <laughs> even imagine. Yeah. We take a quick break and thank the sponsor of this podcast, Nomad Wheel Co. If you're going to be checking out Pacific Northwest Overland Expo, be sure to stop by the booth there. If you're familiar with Nomad Wheel Co. now, I appreciate it. I know the guys over there appreciate it as well. If you're looking for a new set of wheels that step aside from the traditional faux beadlock, gold everything, and you're looking for more of a clean aesthetic with that heritage-inspired wheel, Nomad Wheel Co. is here for you. And that's at Nomad Wheel, nomadwheels.com. Go ahead and subscribe to that newsletter. They're going to be giving updates as when those wheels will be officially available, which I know is very soon. They have a lot of cool collaborations, not only with Easy Supplies, but with Colfax Design Works as well. And thank you guys so much for uh, tuning into this podcast so far. Let's get back into it. Usually you kind of have like a flight plan in your head. Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of, it's very much like flying an airplane. Like you don't really yeah. go and like take off with but like... how would you navigate? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, so often we're not like we're generally flying sites where we like have an understanding of the terrain and we carry flight instruments with us. Oh, okay. Um, which is as simple as like an iPhone. Um, oh, okay. Like, so I carry uh, a little thing called a variometer, which is basically like a pressure sensitive device. Okay. So when you're going up, you get a certain beeping and it will beep at a different rate depending on your rate of climb. Okay. And you get a different tone when you're sinking. Oh, okay. um, so that lets you know if you're going up or down because it's sometimes when the lift is light, it's hard to tell. Might, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'll have the iPhone with this app called fly sky high. So you have like, uh, like what looks like almost a, f a flight deck in your harness and oh, okay. I'll Velcro it there. So I'll have a map that shows where I am. Um, it'll tell me how far I've gone. You know, it gives you all of this information. It tells you your airspeed. It'll try and calculate wind direction based on like the speed and the sure, direction yeah. you're going. Cool. Um, and then usually we carry uh, like an inReach mini too, uh, so we'll okay. kind of be tracking with that in case like something goes really wrong. That yeah, way, someone yeah. can see like where up. where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We'll often use that for like organizing retrieves too. Like if you fly cross country, which is like taking off and and just going for it, where yeah. you don't know where you're gonna land. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how we can like message each other and say like, hey, I landed 20 miles away over here. Come pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Because that that don't, I mean like it's just like in you're if you're in the sky. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're moving, I don't know, let's say 20 miles an hour. That's about what we do. Right? Yep. And it's, like, how, is that 20 miles an hour d different than in the sky than on the ground? I mean, uh, well, you know what I mean? Like, so we have, like, ground speed and airspeed. Yeah, that's what, yeah. yeah. Like, so 20 like, mile per hour ground speed is the same as driving oh, okay. 20 miles an hour in a car. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's, like, but, yeah, in my head I'm, like, okay, I'm going to float whatever. Yeah. 10 miles and then but then like oh shit wait i'm like 20 miles away you know what i mean like oh a good example when you're in the ocean yep you can get caught mm -hmm. and pulled out and you don't have to do anything right but you can get pulled out away from shore sure. by not doing anything right right so that's what in my head i'm like oh well how do you like prevent yourself from doing that yeah you know yeah i mean like in a way stuff like that can happen like if you f go out in really strong conditions i mean yeah. you can encounter well i'm assuming you don't go in dame well yeah i'm uh, control or at least somewhat controlled environment right yeah, yeah understanding the weather forecast is a really big 
an important part of doing this safely. Yeah, yeah. So we're generally not going out when it's super strong. Yeah. Because you can get into situations where you're going up at like 10 meters a second. So yeah. 30, you know, 30 feet per second up. Oh, wow, that's um, really fast. Yeah, and you can, you and you can encounter situations where it's like lift everywhere on a yeah. hot day, you know, like in a desert environment. Yeah. And if you've got like weather um, developing, you know, like cumulonimbus clouds, they actually create like upward suction kind of i mean it's oh, not shit. like suction but it's moving air like a cloud is basically a thermal that has reached the point in the atmosphere where the water content in the air is condensing yeah so when you see a cloud that's actually the top of a thermal yeah um and so yeah some clouds can grow like into storms and if you're too close they'll pull you into them and they can actually pull you up faster than you can descend and okay. actually there's like crazy stories there's this one crazy story I think it's called like Miracle Flight. It's on YouTube. This woman in Australia got pulled up to like 40,000 feet in like a thunderstorm yeah. and like passed out and flew around for like hours unconscious and somehow survived. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's See kind that. of like a worse. I mean, that's, it's she lived, but that's kind of a worst case scenario. And we try to avoid that. Yeah. 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 yeah that's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously like, uh, you know, kind of wind speed can affect how far you can go. Yeah. So if you go downwind on a strong day. You can go pretty far pretty quick. Yeah. You know, but you do have a lot of control of the wings. So, like, you can point upwind, you know, you, oh, okay, you okay. just go slower. Yeah. So, nice. Well, yeah, yeah it seems like I said, I'm not, I'll never do it. But it's, you could do very, a tandem where you're strapped to a pilot that really knows what they're okay, doing. Okay. Yeah. I and just, prob probably would do that. That's fun. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's how I got hooked and roped into this. I did okay. a tandem in Jackson and I was like, I landed and immediately it was thinking You're i need like, i need I to learn to how to be it. the pilot i was yeah, like yeah. i want to be the pilot so that so t that today i rode a freaking eleven thousand dollar e mountain bike uh-huh but i grew up cycling with bmx whatever everything yeah um and then i rode that and i was like oh no <laughs> i need the freaking bike yep so it's like a similar it's very similar um, yeah it's like yeah it's it can, it can be addicting in a way oh it's so addicting yeah and and it's like just like within you know moto and cycling yeah, and yeah. stuff there's so like sure. a variety of equipment right like you don't ever want just like one bike you want like a variety yes. of bikes because they yeah. all do different things and paragliders are the same like you learn and then you're like oh i want a mini wing oh now i want a speed wing oh i want a hike and fly wing that's super light and like yeah it's a slippery slope and then like yeah because like er not one wing does it all right it's just like it's like your quiver of skis right yeah yeah you need like the powder skis you need the crud skis you need the groomer skis yeah 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 so. yeah i got gotcha. you yep. okay yep well so um anything else exciting like on the horizons or you're just kind of just cruising through trying yeah. to get, get through i mean are you like um like expo you're on all four i'm assuming or no i'll probably do um I'll, I'll probably be, end up doing three. So, you know, we just got the Super Pacific installed yeah, on the yeah. Ram, which is really exciting. Um, so, I mean, I love those guys. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great. They're they're fantastic. They're and, the ones who have the freaking $11,000 mountain bike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh -huh. So, yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to, uh, after this event's over, I'm going to fly back to Portland because that's actually where the truck and trailer oh. are right now. Okay, gotcha. Um, and Amanda and I are going to hang out in Washington and do a bunch of paragliding, um, kind of leading up to uh expo pacific northwest oh okay and then i'll have the truck in the overland journal booth there oh, okay. kind of on display yeah, so people can check it out excited to see it yeah yeah, yeah i mean it, it's always like it, one thing on the internet different in person so totally. and i know what pacific uh super pacifics look like right. but 
you know, when uh, when I had mine, it's different than uh, well, obviously, twenty five hundred is much bigger. Sure. So I'll be I'll be really curious on how it looks. On, the proportions on, bigger, on the truck are so good. Yeah, I'm so happy it's with it. So like, yeah. it just fills it in. You yeah. know, like it's like totally nicely fitted T-shirt. It's like yeah. it's just perfect. And it adds so much utility. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. So yeah, because uh, Spencer's really hyped on your truck I and mean, yeah. your combo. Oh yeah, he was like, I never really thought of it that way, and like to to trailer something, right? right. And then have the truck to go do whatever the Dude, hell you that's, want. In my eyes, that's the ideal combo. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And you have the space for mountain bike, paragliding, like whatever, like exactly outdoor equipment you want to bring, and then you have a place to stay when you're out there. Yeah, it's like it, it really is pretty sick. Like if I, like if I was in your shoes, like where we, you know, we're going into a house, it's like, damn, that's like, that's the setup. Yeah. Cause you it's know? so nimble, you yeah. know, and you get the secure storage and you get a sleeping space. And yeah. although I kind of, after you got this truck, I'm kind of like, man, I should have got the 3,500. Yeah. Cause I it's mean, crazy how fast you use up the payload. Yeah. On a 2,500. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Luckily, market is great right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you ever want to just sell, yeah. But man, you would have to. Well, no, a lot of stuff would switch over. Yeah. So you'd be you'd be pretty solid. Yeah. Same freaking truck. It's yeah. just it's just the suspension and um, <laughs> engine, I guess. Yeah. Here, buy my truck with no bumpers and no suspension and wheels. Did I you keep, keep any of the stock stuff? Uh. Not really. On on the Ram, the yeah. way it is. I mean, it's. You know, it's um. I guess, I guess not. I don't yeah. know. We did wheels, we did a lift, we did bumpers, you know, we put some lighting on it. It's yeah. got the camper. So I guess not. Yeah. 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 We, <laughs> I don't I know what else we change either. out, you know? Yeah. The, so in my head, like, um, what's, you know, if we're thinking like to go with like a 45 or 5,500, mm -hmm. um, this bed camper like everything attached to the camper bed yep. all switches over to yeah. a cabin chassis yeah or it, to a well it, it probably has to be modified because the frame is a little different but mm -hmm. either way it's like for for the scout you're saying yeah like this yeah. the the flatbed and the camper both of them yeah yeah because like if i did it again i would have done that i would have gone, gone for 5500 a 55 yeah. yeah or yeah. 45 it yeah either one yeah the um the turning radius is like 10 degrees more. Oh, really? Yeah, you can do U-turns. Oh, wow. Others, commercial trucks have are just like all full of surprises. Yeah, huh. Um, they're all, like we all have six, seven diesels. They all are different because yeah. they tune them differently. Right, right. So it's like, yeah, it, I think I think like if, you, if people are looking for a, like a big, large build like yeah. I do, yeah. like I have, I would just go straight to commercial. Yeah. But... I love chatting with you about this stuff because you, you know so much about it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like, and, you know, you've been a huge help with the Ram. Cause yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's helpful to see what you've done with this truck. And, you know, I just know you've, like, researched it. So yeah. So you've, you've helped a, save me some time. Definitely, definitely like, a gear nerd. And, and when I get into something, I really, like, try to research everything. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but I don't know everything because I should have bought a 5,500. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like uh, when I see these 2,500s with flatbeds, I'm like, man, if y'all had a 3,500, you'd be a lot happier. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, stuff for uh, that, you know, unfortunately that payload. Sure. So sure. 
I mean, we our payload is four thousand pounds. Wow. And we're at thirty seven hundred pounds. Wow. So yeah, it's crazy how much more you get. I mean, because I think ours with the the crew cab and the six and a half foot bed. It's like twenty five hundred. Yeah, it's like twenty three. Twenty three hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not much. Yeah, it's about. I heard it was yeah roughly half. Yeah, I mean it's better than a midsize truck for sure. Yeah. Um, what if you? I mean, this is a crazy idea, but what if yep. you converted to springs? Or, I mean, leafs. Yeah, maybe. Because that's know. where that's where the payload is coming from. Sure, sure. So, does I mean, the, for the most part, does the frame need to be modified much? Like, I mean, for something like anything that, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all it is is metal and welds. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I kind of dread like going through an even longer process. Like, yeah, yeah. It's been well, like any, a, again, well, like custom or right, anything is. Right can be a nightmare yeah could also be worth it yeah but you never know until you try i think it would be super sweet to do i'm just at this point i'm just eager like we got the truck a year ago and it's fine it's not like finally at a point where it's usable it's always been usable you know we went and did like most of imaging pass with it stock and like like it's so capable as is but like i'm just excited to be like done with adding stuff and just go and like use it Um, yeah 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 because yeah we're close we're we're waiting on our custom leaves and then Uh I'll feel 100% comfortable off-road. Nice. Right now, it's just too undersprung, so yeah. um, a little bouncy. But sure. once we once everything's fixed, I think we'll be super hyped on it. Nice. Uh, and Carly's going to fully tune all those shocks and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So after after July, mm-hmm. or sorry, um, after yeah after Expo, P&W is about when we'll get our, our delivery date for the Leafs. So. Cool. That's rad. Yeah. And then are you going to go down to Loveland and yep stuff yeah i'll yeah. be at loveland too i think i think we'll have the truck at that one too so yeah yeah, yeah. we'll be um in colorado for the most part uh nice. all of august sweet um, because we have some cool new things coming oh i bet yeah so. well i definitely want to hang with you guys when you're down yeah, there yeah. and get out because we'll be there so. yeah 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 so yeah we'll reconvene in uh, another area <laughs> yeah yeah I love, I, this that's one of the things i love about living on the road yeah. and traveling it's like you make friends and then you just get to see them in random places oh, it's and go and have these adventures together. Yeah. And it's like, it's great when it's by surprise too. Uh, yeah. It, it's almost better. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> Cause like, totally. I'm like, we have, well, yeah, we have some plans. It's like, you know, Hey, what are you doing? Like in three weeks, like, are you going to Utah? And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, let's meet up. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's so weird. But like, uh, definitely one of the coolest things about, the you know our conversion to this lifestyle but yeah and we're learning everything in real time so yeah it's fun uh, to see you guys like getting into it and yeah you know doing it yeah so yeah i mean i wish i was good at writing like i think i mentioned this before but uh or else i would be happy to write some stuff for the fucking uh overland journal or whatever but you know you have the insights we have a whole editing team like yeah yeah you don't need to give us a polished perfect (laughs) article you can make it sound better yeah your (laughs) photography is great you know your depth of knowledge is great like we can help get it that last bit of the way yeah and i know people would be psyched to see see some stuff from you on there yeah 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 we're trying i'm always like thinking of i always have ideas but the execution is where my creative head will like prevent me from doing it right because you want to do it perfect i want to do it perfect yeah i understand and it's really that's a hard hurdle to get over it is but it is not everything yeah there's there's something to working at 80 (laughs) percent yeah yeah you know like the only way you get good at something is by doing it right so like you can't you can't let yourself stop yourself from from developing those things and Um, it's okay to mess up too totally yeah. yeah that's like that's one of the biggest 
I think important things to recognize is like we will screw up. It's inevitable. Like we're never going to do stuff perfectly. 100%. Like all the time. I screw up all the time. Yeah, I was going to say I get <laughs> feedback from readers. They're like, mm, you forgot about this or like, no, yeah. you're wrong. And like, I so appreciate that because that helped me learn. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else? What else is there? To, I mean, all you can do is the best you can do. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yep. Um, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we'll see you in like a month for yeah. the most part. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's been a blast. Hell yeah. Sweet. All right. See ya. Freedom is why we roam Our land is our home